Hi, welcome to It's Fine, You're Fine, We're Fine, a spiritual journey transforming consciousness one conversation at a time. Guess what? In the grand scheme of eternity, we're all fine. Everything is fine. Join Tony and Dr. Matt in our weekly deep dive of all things healing, transformation, and awakening. Hey, y'all. Hi, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Glad you're here. Um, today, we're going to be talking all about identity. It's going to be a juicy one. And before we get into that, we're going to touch on our It's Fine moments first. So, so you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, so over the weekend, I uh, went to my dad's house to get a bed and a bed frame that he, you know, it's a brand new one that he wanted to get to MNI. So we like did like went over there, got it, brought it over, unloaded the whole thing, like put the dogs like away. We're doing our whole thing. And then I was trying to put the bed frame together and I'm like, Putting it together, I get it. Then I try to get the box, the box ring onto the bed frame and it doesn't fit. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I like (laughs) take it all apart and I'm like, oh, maybe it's only supposed to be this way. And like putting, and then I put the center bar in and I'm like, this doesn't fit. And I'm like pressing on it when I've got it together and it's just like, moving it's really flimsy i'm like this isn't spoke this isn't right and it's like brand new i know i'm like this is not okay so then emma's trying to help me also i'm so (laughs) hot oh god (laughs) it never is a good situation no emma's trying to help me she's like what if you just and i literally i feel bad i was like (laughs) get out just get go in the other room. I love how when you get high, you get ill. Ooh, Ill as fuck. it's fine if I'm hot and everything's going okay. But if I get hot and then my frustration starts to come in, and of course, all these stories are running through my head. What the fuck? This is a brand new bed. Like I'm smart enough to I. Why am I not able to put this bed frame together correctly? And then Emma's like, "Do you want to call your dad?" I'm like, I know how to put together a bed frame. (laughs) But I tell her to get out and close the door, and then I call my dad. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it sounds like you're doing everything fine. You know, you just got to wedge that center bar in there and everything. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like trying this again for like another 15 minutes, and it's still not working. And so then I'm like, okay. My trusty friend, Google, I'm going to get on YouTube and somebody's put together this bed frame before I'm like watching it. And I'm like, I don't know, like, this is maybe I have like a different model, something, this isn't working. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try again. And I try again and it's not working again. Weird. So I'm like, at this point, sweating very mad door closed no help because i've shut emma off from helping me (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sitting on the floor and i'm just like 
took a deep breath and I thought, this is fine. Okay. My dad has put this bed together before. Let me just call him on FaceTime and show him exactly what I'm talking about when I say it doesn't work. I don't need to make this more complicated than that. So I try to FaceTime him. He doesn't answer. Then I text, I know. Then I text him back and I'm like, or I text him, I'm like, please FaceTime me. So he FaceTimes me and I'm like, I'm showing him and we're on the phone. He's like, oh, I gave you the wrong one. Oh God. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He's like, I, there was two down there. I must've given you the wrong one. And I'm like, all that work all that work but it's fine mm-hmm. and it was fine one because it affirmed with what i already knew but that was really pissing me off was that i'm not stupid okay you're literally doing it the right way i was doing it the right way the i right just had the wrong parts. thing right but i was literally my self-talk in that moment was terrible mm-hmm. it was so bad you're stupid you're not smart enough to figure this out. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with everyone right, right. now? <laughs> um, and well, and it also had some things there for me around like my inner masculinity, like right. why do I need to call and rely on, you know, my dad to help me do this thing that should be very simple. If it's so simple, why am I having such a hard time with it? I'm a very smart person. I'm very intelligent. I know what I'm doing. And uh, I did know what I was doing and I am very intelligent and I can rely on my inner masculine Mm. and I can rely on my dad. but I just had the I wrong thing to give you the right part. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he was, he was very apologetic oh, about all of it, but um, it was very, um, it was definitely a, a, and a, a touchy moment for me. And then I had I to go I out. I been there. I wish Emma would have FaceTimed me just to watch your ignorant ass. Her, she said her favorite part was when I came out and I put the air conditioning on 59. The <laughs> 59. I was just so mad. I was just pressing like, oh. Not, but I can also completely imagine you do it now. I was acting like a a fool. A fool, yeah. <laughs> I think Emma was just laughing, wasn't she? Yeah. All to say, well, here's the other thing. I had gotten really sunburned on Oof. Friday, and so I was fine Saturday, but Sunday was my itchy, like yep. my itch was coming out. So I had taken several Benadryl. Mm-hmm. So I was operating at like 70% where everything was kind of happening in slow motion for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like I'm fine, but it's just like, I'm not asleep, but my body wants to go to sleep, but I'm not actually tired because it's like waking time right right now. I was drugged. A lot of things. I had a lot of things happening. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to put together this fucking bed frame. So, that, so that I could that lay down. That was, anyway. Yeah. Um, wow. But it was fine. And I apologize to Emma for telling her to get out. 
<laughs> which she just kind of laughed at me and said, uh, like I said, her favorite part was, she laughed at me when I said, you know, I'm sorry that I got this. She said, she said, well, my favorite part was when you put the air conditioner at <laughs> And what I love was she was just sitting back watching all of this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you just go Let for it. You just, you just be on your computer. Mm-hmm. You just don't get any help. You just turn mm-hmm. the air conditioner down to 59. Like, get mad. Like, mm-hmm. just stay so in there and be mad. Anything. Right. Um, but it was fine. It's always fine. And the air conditioner did not stay at 59 for very long. <laughs> She went and changed. I'm sure. She's like, you're a little wild right now. Right. I'm going to sit down. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, what that's was it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. What was your It's Fine moment? Man? So, my It's Fine moment. Um, so, I've been taking this new online course that's like focuses on teaching me how to clarify my messaging and my work. And it kind of uses a human design perspective. And I were the module that we've been on, like our exercise, like our homework assignment that we had to do from the lesson is to write our brand story. And there's tons of props and basically questions to answer that Mm -hmm. essentially if we answer all those questions, it writes our brand story. And I have like literally, I mean, number one, I've not like really felt a lot of huge inspiration to just write in general. So like I've not been doing a lot of that the past few weeks. But like that doesn't really require a lot of writing as much as me just telling my story. Right. And I have been so resistant to it um, and just like, like waiting to feel the inspiration to do it. And I've just not been feeling it. And of course, because like, it's a homework assignment that we have our coaching calls and our homework gets audited. And like I haven't had mine done. And like on Thursday, this like last week's call is when it was supposed to be audited, but I didn't have mine ready, which thank God, because there was so many, like, I'm sure the call would have went till 10 o'clock. <laughs> I didn't stay for the whole thing. So, like I ain't doing this. Um, and so I was like, I've been judging myself and beating myself up and like for not doing it, but also like even more than not doing it for not feeling the inspiration to do it and thinking that I need the inspiration to feel the inspiration in order to do it and just like resisting it and it's like when i try to think about it like it's almost like i feel like i don't know where to start and it it's just been like a thing that i've been like really beating myself up a lot about and i finally just had to remind myself that like it's fine it's not like i'm necessarily getting a grade or this is like a pass fail sort of course you know like i have the lessons like i've been doing and like watching the videos and the lessons and i've done all my homework from the other ones up until that moment. Um, I just really have been struggling with that one. So I finally just had to remind myself that it's fine. It's not like I need to be doing it for anyone's approval. It's just a thing to help me and my work. And I don't necessarily have to go on the specific timeline that like the course has, because even after the course is finished, I still have access to all of the videos and the courses and I can continue to do all of the things at my own rate. The only thing that I don't get doing it that way is the coaching and the auditing of my homework just to kind of help me to make it better. But like, that's okay. Um, Even those coaching calls are like recorded that I'll always have access to go back and watch and still kind of, you know, learn a lot from that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just been tripping real hard internally, like not necessarily externally about it. And yes, I've just have been having to remind myself that it's fine. It ain't that deep. Like I have all the time that I, it's fine. I have plenty of time, <laughs> you know, for one of our new mantras for the right. show. 
um, which has felt better. And then, you know, I kind of then was going into, okay, well, like I can't do like any future or like the modules coming up and that homework if I haven't already done this one. So then I had to remind myself that that also doesn't have to be true, that like if I'm still not feeling the inspiration to do that, like I can just kind of continue to move forward with the ones that are coming and do those. And then I can just always come back to that one at a later time if I need to. Right. That it's fine to not have it done. And it's fine to not be feeling the inspiration to do it. And it's fine to skip it and get the other things done and to see where I'm at later. You're right. Because it really is all part. It really is. I've just been tripping hard about it. Well, I mean, that's an interesting, you know, it's part of the interesting dynamic of being a creative person Mm -hmm. for your job. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a lot of times your job relies on you feeling I mean, for both of us, mm-hmm. our job, my job relies on me being creative mm-hmm. and feeling creative mm-hmm. like 90% of the time. Yeah. And I'm not always feeling that. Right. And my best work comes from inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I haven't done work when I'm not inspired. Right. I have. I just am not usually as excited about that work exactly. afterwards. I feel like it's just not the same. Right. And then you start to get to a point where it's like, it's, is it worth it? to mm-hmm. work through this when I'm not inspired, right. if I'm not going to enjoy it as much, or if I know that I'll bring 10 times the value exactly when I'm inspired. I know like when I do it, when I'm not, when I try to do the workforce myself, when I'm not necessarily feeling inspiration or just like the, the desire or the call to do it, that the quality of it is never the same. Right. And so like, I would rather have the quality be better and yeah. let go of any sort of, like died deadlines or like restrictions or got rules that I'm placing on it. And yeah. Cause it's fine. You're right. It is. It's so damn fine. It's so damn fine. And you know, that's kind of the, the beauty that you and I both have of working for yourself. That's one Being of the things your I own boss. Yeah, the freedom and flexibility now, because I'm not like, even a little bit type A and I'm not always the best with routine and structure and I'm not even always the most consistent bitch either. <laughs> so well, you are consistently a bitch, but well, <laughs> just kidding. With love always. With love. Yes. Um, but I lost my train of thought. What was uh, I gonna say? You were saying that it is a, a benefit that you have freedom. Uh, time yeah. And I was going to say, but like, you know, having all those things that like, I don't necessarily feel like I have just naturally like to, I guess, run a business. Like I still always figured out ways to make it work. I mean, that's one nice thing about having Michael in my life because all those things that I don't have, he does have so easy and naturally. And so like, he's always just kind of, pushing me along in those types of ways, which I like and is helpful because shit, I need it. I agree. And, um, you know, and I would say the same thing about Emma. She has those uh, balancing qualities Mm -hmm. for me about uh, not only things in my work, but in things like in my home life Mm -hmm. and the way that I take care of myself that I necessarily wouldn't have ever put in, but she does so Mm -hmm. effortlessly. And so it just makes it, easy to do them as well exactly i like it because then it's like as couples makes us very complimentary when we have all of those different things that 
each person in the relationship, however many people there may be in the relationship these days, <laughs> <laughs> when each person in the relationship brings in different qualities. Right, right. You know, it's something that I've always loved about Michael and I is that there are so many different things that we bring to the relationship, but I feel like at our core, in terms of like our values, like we are very similar yeah. like in that regard. And so then it is easier to make all of those differences work yeah. and for them to be fine. For them to be fine. Because mm, it's all fine. It's all fine. Mm. Um, a woman too. <laughs> a all of them. All of and them. them. <laughs> okay. Identity. Identity. Um, so first we're going to talk a little bit about what we mean when we say identity. Yeah. And we're talking about, we use words often to describe our external identities are what we are, right? Or like, or what we're doing, groups that we might be a part of, uh, classifications that we might make about ourselves it's a great word um but we're going to talk a little about about what is possible when we can focus on the being aspects of these quote identities like those more inner qualities yes inner qualities and traits um focusing more on the who versus the what yeah because then it's like like when we focus more on the who the qualities the inner things and let our kind of identity and i put that in air quotes be shaped or formed around that then the what or the doings or external things just always gets to be the expression of those things it's like those are the ways that we're sharing our identity with the world rather than attaching our identity to like what those things look like specifically right because it just always feels like in those moments, it's just, I don't know, for me, from an energetic standpoint, when I see people coming from that perspective, it always feels just flat, or right. like there's something missing when their identity is so focused around all those external things, like the way they look, or like, I don't know, like they're so, okay, so like examples of identities, right? Like maybe you could be a tall person or a short, short person, a man or a woman, or non-binary, or gay, or lesbian, or trans, or a healer, or spiritual, or Christian, or Catholic, or Buddhist, or... Vegan, um, a vegetarian, or gluten-free, or paleo, or Or raw, or, yeah, new age, or metaphysical, or, you know, you might be over-identifying with your job, you know, that's the first person thing that you tell someone when you mm-hmm. meet them is I am a right uh, instead of like who you are. Yeah. Who you are, which by the way, I don't necessarily introduce myself to somebody and say, hi, I'm compassionate, understanding, trusting, and patient. <laughs> <laughs> Start listening off the damn seven right. dwarfs. But well, and I think that's an important point to make that like, it's not wrong to have any of those identities or classifications and it's not wrong to share those with people. It's just about a matter of making sure that like your identity isn't focused solely around those things, right? It's almost like you wanna kind of build the foundation of like the qualities or the inner things first and then allow those more external things to become the expression of those qualities or those more internal things. And I'm not saying that those 
being in that place of identification isn't beneficial. You know, one of the things like for Matt and I, when I first met Matt, first saw him and we first started to enter, you know, interact, I knew that I was not a straight person. I mean, what I am is actually, do we, we should do a whole episode on that because it's more than I can say. That's how many years. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I knew I wasn't a, a straight cis person. Right. And I saw that Matt was not a straight person. You saw that Matt was very gay. Right. And I thought. <laughs> very obvious. You know, and that definitely attracted us to one another. Right. Being, both being, I'll just say gay to keep it, you know, it's keep like, it okay, short. We were both gay. This probably be safe for me. Right. We know that we have this thing to connect on. Right. And so I would say for the first, you know, year or two of our friendship, that was kind of like the glue yeah. is that we had this thing in common. Like that identity. Right. And for me, I won't speak for Matt, but for me, then we, uh, us as our little two person gay magnet started to attract <laughs> other, you know, uh, people that were, identifying in that way and then well poor matt he was hanging out with pretty much all lesbians oh my like, god man. <laughs> it'd be matt and like 30 lesbians right like i'm just trying to make out with some boys like why is there freaking lesbians everywhere around me <laughs> he did it my right um but you know then we started to get into more uh groups that were like that and then all of a sudden you know you look around and you're at a party or, you know, out to dinner and every single person shares that same identity. Mm -hmm. And I would say that I was attracted to people because of that identity. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to hang out with gay people only. Yeah. And then I was hanging out with people, not because I liked their character or I thought that they were interesting or I felt like I was inspired by that. I was hanging out with them solely because of an identity that we share. Right. And even putting myself sometimes in situations that did not feel good, did not feel right. But I felt that, well, because we share this identity, it must, and keep in mind, this is me being like 16, 17 years right. old, but because we share this identity, then that means that, you know, we've got to be friends or that we're like the same in some way. Right. Um, sometimes someone who shares an identity with you, like in that regard, may like literally be completely opposite of you in a way where there's nothing that actually connects or meets in the middle. Right. And, you know, that's why it's so important for us. Like, you know, it's okay to allow yourself to kind of use those like common identities or classifications in those types of ways to even kind of check in to see, okay, well, let me definitely go here. Cause I know maybe it's going to be a safe space. And then I'll, and then see if there's anyone here that I connect with. But if there's not anyone there that you connect with beyond just that level, then like it's a good idea to let yourself kind of explore or experiment with other types of people that may need not even necessarily fit your specific identity. You know, it makes me think about like Michael. I mean, we first right. met online, right? But like the our interests and things we did and the types of people even that we hung out with were like night and day. Right. So, you know, like I think about how if we maybe were like, okay, we've met somewhere where there's gay people like online, right? Mm -hmm. Like how we did, 
that like if I only would have looked at him just based on those more like external identities or traits, then like it may have seemed like there was nothing in common. There's nothing that we had to connect on. Right. But when we allowed ourselves to look at each other and relate with each other beyond just those external things or like interests, that type of thing, but really to get to know each other on a more vulnerable way, a more open way, like of like our qualities, our values, like who we are internally, then we got to see that actually there was so much connection and so much resonance and so much attraction. And it's important for all of us to give ourselves the opportunity to really like let go of those attached like attachments that we have to certain identities and even thinking that like we always have to be with the people that fit that i see that so much all the time I even that makes me think about what i you know at one point in our life tony and i were both vegan and, hardcore vegan yeah, militant like, vegan right almost. and so <laughs> it makes me think of like how a lot of people even in the vegan community that we experienced anyway if you're vegan this doesn't apply to you then calm down um but like in those communities like how it's like okay well if i'm vegan all my friends have to be vegan because i'm not going to eat with anyone who's eating any animal products i can only hang out with vegan people but like that's such a limiting way of living to think that like i can only connect with people that subscribe to this same identity that i do right right and that's one of the reasons like why we wanted to to like share about this topic for this week's episode because we both have learned because there's actually so many different specific identities that Tony and I have played with throughout our life. And we have really learned how limiting that can be, right? Yeah. There's only so much that we can learn from someone in a box, especially when we also are putting ourselves in a box too. Right. And um, touching on, you know, you bringing up our, our vegan identities at that time, I remember being in that space and feeling a such a sense of judgment mm -hmm. i was crazy judgmental about people that were different than me mm -hmm. even though i called myself at that time a compassionate person right but that identity that i was so committed to holding on to actually kept me so separate from anyone outside of that shared identity, whether I was conscious of it at the time or not. Obviously now I've had several years where I've been able to like look back at not only that time, but even, you know, other identities that I've taken mm -hmm. on and realized like the judgment that I had about other people that were existing outside of my own particular identities. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm saying that as a person that has spent the last, you know, 10 years delving into my spiritual role, healing trauma, eradicating judgment, eradicating jealousy, self-doubt, all these things. And there are people I know that are so committed to their identity that they don't see that a lot of the suffering that they have in their life is because they're unwilling to let go of, I have to be this person. I have mm -hmm. to be this way. I can only be around people that believe this one thing. And if they don't, that's fine. But I don't want anything to do with them. Right. I mean, the reality is that but that's isolating. Right. Well, most humans on this planet are terrified of rejection. 
lines, right? So then we think that if, okay, if I can go align with this group or join this group that is this specific thing, and then I tell them that I'm that thing too, most of us think that that gear, even like subconsciously, will think that, that guarantees that I won't be rejected. I can feel a part of a group. Right. I can feel connected with these people. But the thing is, is like at what cost, right? Because like oftentimes if you're approaching it from that situation, there's already like self-rejection and self-judgment that's happening, right? So then like you're kind of coming into line with other people who might be doing the same thing, or you're just believing that everyone is going to reject you or judge you in the same way that you're rejecting or judging yourself, right? Because how many of you have aligned yourself with certain groups that identify as a certain way and then felt completely yourself? There's so often are things that are missing, right? That you maybe feel like, oh, well, you know, I know that group tends to subscribe to these specific beliefs, but I kind of feel like I don't. I mean, it makes, it makes me think of when I was vegan. I like wasn't necessarily a preachy type of vegan that believed everyone had to be vegan. We called but, ourselves not that kind of vegan. Right. <laughs> um, but like, I know that like a lot of vegans did try to like think that they had to convince everyone else. So like, I would feel like almost like an outcast within that because I'm like, well, I don't necessarily like believe that that has to be a thing. Okay, but all these other people are. So like that means I've just kind of got to keep my mouth shut and go along with it so that like they don't then reject me too. Right. Right. And like that's why it's so important for us to understand and just to spend some time in our life of getting clear about who we are outside of any type of group that we think we want to identify with but like who are you within yourself what is that inner identity and what do you truly believe you know when you're thinking about like groups of people or even just like individual people that you want to connect with rather than thinking of okay what types of identities that we have that might be common that i know for sure or at least feel like i have a guarantee that they're going to be able to accept me or want to connect with me what if, and maybe this is a revolutionary idea, but it is simple. What if we just approach everyone from a place of love, from a place of compassion? Because when we approach people from that more open space, from being connected in our hearts, it's going to give us a greater chance of actually seeing where we might actually be able to connect with a person, regardless of what ways that we identify or that they identify. Right. I feel like a lot of times... Um, people feel that they need to know something before they can love it. Okay. And, well, I'll say, I'll break this down into uh, a person versus a thing. They feel like they need to know someone before they can just love them. Yeah, so there's love and first. you don't need to know if a person has been to jail or not. You don't need to know if someone is a male or a female or any other part of that spectrum they are mm-hmm. or that they could be. You don't need to know if they're Christian, if they're Catholic, if they're Buddhist. You don't need to know if they eat cheeseburgers or not. You don't need to know if they are racist or not. If you can meet them and greet them from a place of love and understand and truly believe that all beings, everyone on this planet, is worthy of love Mm. and the and the ones that we believe deserve love the least are the ones who need it the most come on pastor tony so so when you can just meet people and greet people with 
that love from a place of love without having to, I don't want to say over identify, but without having to attach any identity to them. Yeah. Don't put them in a box. It doesn't mean that every single person that you interact with, that you greet with love is going to become your soulmate, your long lost best friend in the world, but every single person deserves love regardless of whatever identity Mm. you believe. Even if they they hate it as fuck, give them love anyway. Give them love anyway. Um, And I actually, you know, I remember um, Matt, your aunt, Mm -hmm. um, once told me, because I I feel like I had gotten into trouble or I don't remember. I had done something I wasn't supposed to do, whatever. But I was at your house and um, she gave me a big hug Mm -hmm. and she was just kind of holding me for a minute and I was crying and she said, um, I, I know that you need love mm-hmm. when you feel that you deserve at least. Mm. And I, and the right. And because in, I remember in that moment, I felt so ashamed, mm-hmm. so terrible. Like I was bad. Like I was a liar. Like, you know, just, I don't even remember exactly what I did. I know I had disappointed my parents in sure. some way, but being able to receive love from her in that way. And yeah. No matter like what the situation right. was. But it was happening. when you deserve at least, mm-hmm. you know, because of whatever, what other, whatever um, identities I had attached mm-hmm. to myself. Like I said, that I was bad, that I was a disappointment, that I was a liar, blah, 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 all of these things. And what transformed and that was I don't know, 15 years ago. And I still remember that to this day. Mm. Um, Yeah. So imagine what can happen when you just meet someone with love exactly where they are Mm. and meet yourself with love exactly where you are. Yes. Because otherwise it's going to be a lot harder to meet people with love where they are if we're not meeting ourselves with love, like where we are, you know, and the power of kind of, approaching people or situations from that space of love and compassion and openness rather than like through that filter that narrow filter of those specific identities really can create a lot of power in connecting you know and it's important that when we have a specific identity or we know of specific identities that people subscribe to they oftentimes comes with certain judgments especially if we don't align with them you know, one thing that I notice a lot and observe a lot in like the more spiritual metaphysical new age communities is a lot of the judgment and shame. And even actually this happens in the gay community too. A lot of judgment and shame on the Christian community. Yeah. Which is understandable because there are a lot of people in the Christian community that like are that shame and judge a lot of people in the gay, the LGBTQIA community, as well as the spiritual new age metaphysical communities. But the thing is, is that like, you know, we can't assume that just because someone subscribes to the identity of being Christian does not mean that they are going to just to act in the same way as all these other people that you have maybe experienced in the Christian community that have maybe judged and changed you. Right. But if we approach them from that, like specific identity and that judgment rather than love, it may be hard for us to ever see that. And that also can go the other way around just because Mm -hmm. someone is LGBTQIA or 
believes in a broader spectrum of spirituality else mm-hmm. the broader spectrum of spirituality i'll say doesn't mean that they're not christian mm-hmm. or that they don't have other deeply held specific religious beliefs right. and views right um and i would say that is that's an interesting uh mm, let's just say that's an interesting avenue that I find myself on a lot of times is that people look at me Mm -hmm. or know who I am, you know, that I quote, am a not cis het person that I'm spiritual. So that must not mean that I believe in Christianity or I must be, they want to get, you know, politics in it. I must be a Democrat. I must Mm -hmm. be like liberal. I must have, you know, care about all of these specific movements. Right. Right. And not all identities uh, that might hit on one side of the Venn diagram or the other. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes. You know, just because someone's gay doesn't mean that they're atheist and mm-hmm. just because someone's spiritual doesn't mean that they're a Democrat. And just because like, someone's Christian doesn't mean they're hateful and judgment- judgmental. Right. And just because someone's Buddhist doesn't mean they're vegetarian. It's right. like, <laughs> like when you can meet someone exactly as they are for who they are versus what they are, can have a lot more fun with the people in your life and you get to interact with a lot of different people and now i love my community because my compute my community that i have now is what i love is that we all share similar core values and beliefs Mm -hmm. but the way that those are expressed in the world is so different and so fun that diversity of you know the people that we allow ourselves to connect with gives us a greater chance of learning so much more about life and even potentially adding more excitement to life right. more just like zest to life even right and i know matt when we were uh talking about this episode you were talking about unsubscribing mm-hmm. hit the unsubscribe button yeah like because the thing is right if you say you align with like a certain group or category of identity right but the thing is is like you may not necessarily align with every single thing that that particular group says that they believe. And so like you have to make sure that you're approaching these situations, like not from a place of so much attachment or like so black and white where it almost becomes like this dogma. Right. But to where you still always give yourself that permission, that like freedom and flexibility to always ask yourself, okay, I am putting myself into this particular identity but do I align with this certain belief and this certain belief? And the ones that you don't align with, drop them. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to drop that specific identity, right? But if that identity asks you to keep all of those specific beliefs and that you have to identify with those or believe those in order to be a part of that group or that identity or that category, then unsubscribe, hit that unsubscribe button, run for the hills, leave that shit behind. Because right. that's what we call cults, right? <laughs> right. They tell you that you have to live this specific way in order for this specific outcome. And y'all, that's just bullshit. That's not the way life is. 
all that's going to do is create stress and worry and potentially like make you sick and create anxiety and then so many other things especially if like who you actually are does not align with that right you know i was just having a conversation with i don't know if it was michael or someone else past a couple of days ago about my grandmother um and like my grandmother growing up like what like for me growing up was like very much like a southern christian lady like always went to church you know like pretty much like in a very like black and white dogmatic way subscribed to those beliefs and into that identity and and i remember like sharing with this person whoever it was i was sharing with i don't think it was michael maybe it'll come to me in a minute who it was that <clears throat> i always had this like kind of inner feeling and knowing that like she was actually a little bit more of a rebel and maybe a little and did think a little bit differently than what a lot of people did around her but like didn't want to maybe feel that isolation or that disconnect because of the even just the part of georgia you know that we all are from that she grew up in like that's how most people were right and so i feel like that she sometimes like maybe sacrificed like who she actually was in the core of her being so that she could feel like she could stay kind of subscribed and like as a part of that particular group so that she didn't have to maybe feel that rejection or isolation or disconnect or whatever it was. Well, I would definitely say Betty Jean had a twinkle in her eye about those mm -hmm. kinds of things, but I think her complete and total like unwavering support of you mm -hmm. was maybe her silent way of not unsubscribing, but definitely just saying, I'm going to believe what I want to believe. Mm -hmm. And I dare you all to say something about it. Yeah. I dare you to say that I'm not a good Southern Christian woman right. because I accept my grandson, right. you know? Well, I remember like, you know, of course when I was 15 and I first came out to her, like, you know, it was the whole, like, it's a sin, you know, what the Bible says you're going to hell, like <laughs> all that bullshit. She was going but, like, through emotions. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, but within like a two year period, she was like already asking me, did I have a boyfriend and like asking me about like boys and things like that. Um, you know, and I remember even like a couple of years after that, like the church that she had been going to for so long that, I mean, I grew up going to with her, like had did a sermon about how being gay is wrong and a sin and going to hell and all of that. And like, she never went back to that church after that. Well, there you go. She actually like switched to the church that she grew up in as a little kid. Um, which is like the same place that like she's even buried now like that and so like that i know for me and i know that i wasn't there that day so i don't know all the specific details um i know my aunt was there the same aunt tony was talking about earlier and if, if y'all know my aunt stacy she always gonna let you know talk about, about a twinkle in the eye <laughs> she will always <laughs> let you know about it if you come in incorrect about some shit um in a loving way and well, well, even maybe. in a crazy way, it's a loving way. Because <laughs> uh, she gonna let you know, um, which I don't think that's like such a bad quality, you know, no. because like it's people like her that even kind of help other people consider like other ways of being or possibilities, even if they're not ready to accept it, but to still know that like there's another way of being that we don't even have to lump people in certain categories and identities just because of who they love and think that then there's all these negative things that are going to happen to that person because of who they love because that's bullshit at the end of the day right like no matter who you love like if you're a loving person and you approach the world from that place of compassion and acceptance and non-judgment it doesn't matter what 
group or identity that you do subscribe to. Be whoever you want and fuck everything else exactly. that wants to tell you otherwise. Exactly. You it's know, it's, <laughs> uh, I always like to say, take what resonates and leave the rest. And whether that's about my teachings that. or groups or, you know, identities, take what resonates mm. and leave the rest. Mm. Uh, you know, hit the unsubscribe button. You know, I always tell my students, don't like take what I'm teaching you and try to like fit it like and try to fit into like my box right take what i'm teaching you and fit it into whatever your box is however that's gonna look and not everything that we're giving you and even with the our podcast not everything that we're giving you you have to take and you know put it into your software and have that be your operating system forever and be thinking like well matt and tony said you know no if it doesn't feel natural to integrate into you know your experience then just trust that for now trust that for now yeah it's fine you have plenty of time you got plenty of time it (laughs) might come around later it might not exactly or it just may not be your way right or like the way the wording may not be the way that you needed to hear to connect to it right let yourself experience life get out of your boxes have compassion and love for other people no matter what boxes they might be in because sometimes people will surprise you. So give yeah. them the opportunity to surprise you. It's fine. It's fine. Mm. Any other things you have, Tony, about identities? Um, well, you know, I could talk about identity mm-hmm. forever, but no, I think we're good. I think, I think that's enough for I today. Think, I think that's enough for today. Let us know if you guys have more questions about um, any of the things that we've touched on though, mm-hmm. today. And also, too, if there's ever, like, certain things that you want to hear us, like, talk about or teach about on the podcast, you're always more than welcome to, you know, send us a message on our Instagram or email us and let us know, like, things that you would like to hear about or, like, things that you would like us to go in a deep dive about. Yeah, if we touch on something and you're like, ooh, hmm, I'd like to you guys to elaborate more on that, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Because, you know, we try to fit all of this information into each episode in like less than you know an hour or so so there are some things that we'll touch on that like we definitely could talk about mm-hmm. more um but for the sake of a succinct topic in one episode yeah, let's kind of give you the highlights yeah let you see where it fits for you <clears throat> okay but our q a segment yes questions and answers okay so our first question is how do i get started as a healer i know i personally get this question all the time I and always, good thing it, you have a healer's workshop class exactly so right right who can get started and, you know and like it and i think that's mostly because all my clients are healers of some form you know healer just to define that word real quick is anyone who has the desire to be of service it doesn't just have to be like spiritual metaphysical looking right if you have the desire to like be of service and help people in any type of way or if you're already currently doing that as your whether it's your work like as in your career or just like as your side hustle it doesn't matter like you get to decide what that looks like so the first thing you know in thinking of like how do i get started as a healer is always first just checking in and asking yourself do I have the desire to be of service? If so, then you're a healer. If not, then you're not a healer. So don't try to pursue a path that like look like a healing expression if you have no desire to actually help people. Find something else to do that doesn't require that. 
if the answer is yes, you do have the desire to help people, then first just accept that like that is a part of who you are, right? Like loving to help people. Like, uh, sure, you know, that is kind of like an identity, but like let it be more of a broad identity, right? Like don't try to necessarily specify it based upon what other people are doing. Then ask yourself, okay, how do I want to express that desire to be of service? How do I want to help people? Like, how do I want that to look? Right. And then like once you determine what that is, then just start doing it. If you are having a hard time determining what that is, reach out and get support. Um, do like meditations, like see like a psychic healer, life coach type person. Sometimes they can help see things in you that like you're having a hard time seeing or help pull things out of you to bring into your conscious awareness, which can be super helpful. Um, journal about it and see what comes through just from like your own inner guidance. Look throughout your life to see, you know, like what are some things that maybe people have always acknowledged you for that you just kind of do naturally? Because most people who are a healer have always been being a healer and always been doing that, whether you've actively or consciously tried to or not. So, you know, like if you really allow yourself to look at it, like it's you've already always been doing it. So there's a lot more pieces to like, how do I get started as a healer? But like, you can't do any of the other things unless that is there first. And we actually do have an episode coming up in a few weeks that really focuses on like what it means to be a healer, what that looks like, how to do it. So we will actually take an opportunity to go like much deeper into even some of these things in that episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. And check out Matt's Healers Workshop. Oh yeah. Um, and like, because I do have, <laughs> because I do have all my clients are healers. I, you know, have created these healers workshops that really kind of teach people how to connect to who they are as a healer. Now these particularly do like focus a well level one, the channeling workshop. It doesn't matter what type of healer you are. Everyone can take that, should take that needs to take it needs that tool. The other ones do start to go more along that kind of spiritual, metaphysical, like life coaching kind of vein. Um, so if like those particular things don't don't interest you, that's okay. You can still take the first level. And I actually do have a level one coming up like uh, May 28th through the 30th, whatever the last weekend of May is, whatever those dates. And so if y'all want to know more about that, there's actually, I will post a link about it on our Instagram, our podcast instagram it's fine you're fine we're fine in the link tree that way y'all can kind of look up more info great yeah and then our other question um is actually to tony specifically <laughs> we i don't i've personally have gotten this question a lot tony gets this question asking tony what are your actually you know what i don't get this question okay. it's so funny to me though i get this question Matt a lot gets this question more than I get it. Nobody asked me, nobody asked Emma, which I think is very funny, but I do think it's hilarious that people ask you this mm -hmm. question. Like all the time. All the time. So I'm glad you're going to finally address it on the show. Yes. Not that you necessarily should have to, but people love to know shit. The world wants okay. to know. Okay. What are my pronouns? <laughs> love how you got your voice deeper when you well, said that. Well, I was kind of just taking a deep breath at the same time. Okay. Uh, I 
have an interesting time with pronouns because I don't really subscribe to an idea of having to have pronouns. Right. Um, I have people in my life that call me he, and I have people in my life that call me she. I'm still my father's daughter, but I'm also, you know, an uncle. (laughs) So... I'm very comfortable with either of those. I will say the one thing that I am adamantly not is a they. Right. I do not identify with they. It does not resonate with me whatsoever. However, I do understand that for some people that pronoun does resonate. So I can respect that, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel good for me, but you know, I my joke has always been, I don't care what you call me as long as you call me. Well. Wink, wink. Uh, I like it all. And um, I feel that, you know, gender is an interesting thing. It's been an interesting path for me to walk down for the last uh, ever of my entire life but you know i think it's been a a fun unfolding and it's something that has become more of a focus i would say in the last five years and yeah i i will say though i do think it's very funny people that there are people that are so concerned about my pronouns but instead of they want to they want to normalize it right right but instead of just asking me as if it's just a normal question because they're they're acting though as if it is a normal question (laughs) but then they would ask you instead of asking me right um so matt's gotten really great at uh being my handler Mm -hmm. i was like tony kind of identifies as two-spirit he she it doesn't matter like yeah Either way, Tony will answer and is not offended by either. I will answer um, to either he or she, sir or ma'am. Okay. In fact, you've answered the sir. <laughs> yeah, we have too many stories about Tony being called sir, especially in the airport, like being uh, screamed at. Please tell that story real quick. Um, we have time. <laughs> Matt and I were in the airport years ago. Years ago, yeah. And I had gone through security and like put my, and the airport is really the only place where I feel a little bit of anxiety around my driver's license saying that I'm a female. But when you look at me, I do not or look hear your voice, or hear right? now or at the time, my yeah, voice sounded very feminine, sounded very feminine yeah. but now that since I've been taking testosterone, now my voice has dropped quite a bit. Right. Um, but that's the one place where I'm like, it doesn't match up. What if they find out it doesn't match up? What if they're paying attention? You know, whatever. Sure. But so I had I had gone through security and this guy was like, you know, this TSA officer was like, sir. And I just like just put my shoes back on. Like <laughs> my back. he's like, sir. And I just kept on going. No, like he's not talking to you. And he's like, sir. And I'm looking around like, wow, somebody's really about to get their ass in trouble. Like, who the hell is this guy getting an attitude with? And then he was like, sir. I think he pointed at you the last time. Yeah, he pointed at me. He's like, sir. And I'm like, 
me? <laughs> and I just said that's not laughing. Uh, yeah, Matt and I are both looking around like, who the fuck is this guy yelling right, at? This dude's about to be alive as fucking right. <laughs> and I turned around. He's like, I need you to come back here. I'm like, mm-hmm, you know. He's like, I need you to come back here and because uh, there was you was checking something in my carry on. Like, I need you to come back here and be present while I, you know, check your bag or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so funny. Yeah. Well, you know, I had an interesting thing. I was just telling a friend about this. Uh, I just had an interest on the opposite spectrum. I had to call uh, my uh, stock brokerage. Mm-hmm. the the bank that I have my stock account through right. the other day. And I call on the phone because when I signed in online, it said there was a security alert on my account and right. that I needed to call the number. So I call and the person that answered was like, you know, birthday, social security, I give all that. And then she says, and I'm sorry, is this, a, is this Mr. or Mrs. Perez? <laughs> and I'm like, shit, like it's a security alert. So uh, I want to be like conscious that I'm acknowledging what's on my driver's license. Although in my voice and up until this point, she had been calling me sir mm-hmm. and you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, it's Mrs. Perez. <laughs> Like, sorry, I'm just a smoker. I've been smoking since I was five. (laughs) And she's like, okay, thanks, ma'am. Like, and I'm just like, Uh. yeah, like, mm." I do, well, yeah, I just, that was funny for me. I don't, I do get called she, but I don't get called miss or ma'am ever. Right. That's kind of weird. That one, yeah, I'm like, (laughs) She, yeah, it's really me, yeah, correct person. I mean, unless unless there's a lot of money gone, I didn't do it, but if there's a lot of money in there, it's mine. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Matt, what are your pronouns? Hey, you, he, bitch, she, she. I don't give a shit, call me whatever you want to, exactly, just call me by my name, right. Comment I'm like your name. name. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do what I do. Um, so questions. Remember, if y'all have any questions you want us to answer in the Q&A segment, you can always send those to us on our Instagram. It's fine. You're fine. We're fine. You can leave us a voicemail on the podcast or you can email us podcast at it's fine.online and send us any question that you want to. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. Be who you want to be. See you next time. sure to follow us on Instagram at it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. And check the link in the bio to find out how to work with us and what we're up to. And remember, it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. Your journey is all in perfect order. Thanks for listening.